Hi, this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to The Better Prescription. As a physician, I have always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care of their health away from prescriptions and procedures. And this podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach which can not only prevent diseases but also reverse them if not too advanced. This podcast is not a replacement for medical advice. If you're looking for any medical advice, please contact your primary care provider. If you're looking for a functional medicine provider, then you can search the site ifm.org to get a qualified, trained functional medicine practitioner. This is only for educational purposes. So today I'm going to talk to you about a topic which was actually recently asked to me in one of my education classes that I provide my clients about high blood pressure. And she was having a blood pressure which was fluctuating. Some days it would be 180 and some days it would be down to 120. And she was wondering that what could she do to naturally to actually balance the blood pressure and also what could be the cause of this high blood pressure. So in general population, the pharmacological treatment according to the JNC-8 guidelines should be started when the blood pressure is above is 150-90 millimeters of mercury or higher in adults 60 years and older or 140-90 by 90 millimeters of mercury or higher in younger adults which are who, who are younger than 60 years of age. So what is hypertension? Hypertension is a consequence of the interaction of genetics and environment and the micro and micronutrients play a crucial role in the regulation of blood pressure and for prevention of subsequent target organ damage. So what does this mean? This means that you could have a gene, like I have a gene, my dad had high blood pressure, my mom has high blood pressure, so I do carry the genetics for high blood pressure. But I have to feed the gene. So I have to feed my environment in such a way that will promote that gene expression, right? Macro and micronutrients also play a crucial role in the regulation of blood pressure. And of course, we want to prevent the target organ damage, right? Because when the blood pressure is high, then you are providing circulation of the blood circulation at a higher pressure, which can damage your organs. So just imagine... If you have a hose, like a water hose, and it's really a long hose, but it is clipped at certain places, or you have put some blockages at certain places, or there is resistance at certain places, then what will happen is when you turn on the water, the pressure will build up in these blood vessels. And then the pressure keeps on building up, and it will go at a higher pressure, and it will come out as a higher pressure. So imagine if your organs like kidneys and brains and your heart, which are very, very delicate, and you are providing the circulation of blood at pressures which are beyond the tolerance power of that organ, then there will be end organ damage. So the nutrient gene, so the nutrition that you're taking and your genes, interaction and subsequent gene expression oxidative stress, inflammation, autoimmune reactions also have a positive or a negative influence on the vascular biology in humans. So endothelial function dysfunction. What is endothelial? Endothelial is a lining of your blood vessel. It's like an organ and vascular muscle. That means the muscles in the arteries, when they are not functioning well, they initiate and they maintain 
essential hypertension. And the optimal combination of macronutrients and micronutrients can have a significant impact on prevention and treatment of hypertension and its potential vascular complications. What are these nutritional needs? So nutritional needs and how they have changed have been imposed on the world population following evolution from a pre-agricultural hunter-gatherer kind to a highly technological agricultural industries and is exceedingly dependent on the mechanical processing of our food supplies. So the transition from a paleolithic diet which is low in sodium, high in potassium, high fiber, low fat, cholesterol, lean animal protein, low refined carbohydrates and high intake of fruits, vegetables, berries, nut, fiber, fish and now we have a modern diet which has produced an epidemic of nutritionally related diseases including high blood pressure, atherosclerosis, coronary artery disease, myocardial infarction, congestive heart failure, stroke, renal insufficiency, renal failure, diabetes mellitus and metabolic syndrome and as well as obesity. So our diet has changed from a hunter-gatherer or the paleolithic diet to a modern diet which is richer in certain foods which actually produce more inflammation. Short-term reduction in blood pressure using nutritional leads resulted in intermediate and long-term improvements in, in the morbidity and mortality including stroke and also of heart disease, the coronary heart disease and myocardial infarction in a study that was done by the health professionals. A diet rich in potassium reduces the incidence of stroke in hypertensive patients by 41% and in the lion diet heart study, a Mediterranean type of diet reduced the incidence of second myocardial infarction by 76%. These studies and others review the importance of micronutrients, macronutrients and nutraceuticals for prevention and treatment of hypertension and cardiovascular complications of this disease and many national and global organization and policy directives on nutrition and high blood pressure such as the 8th report of Joint National Committee, Prevention and Detection and Evaluation and Treatment of High Blood Pressure, the Nutrition Committee of American Heart Association, the World Health Organization and many more recognize the positive impact of nutrition on hypertension, coronary heart disease, atherosclerosis and stroke. So why is this not promoted more? The nutritional changes that should be done and why is it not actually rolled out before the person is put on blood pressure medications? So the conventional method uses a treatment approach. So it is a reactive approach rather than a proactive approach. An integrative approach that uses nutritional vitamins, antioxidant, minerals, functional foods, nutraceutical supplements, weight loss, exercise, judicious use of alcohol and complete cessation of tobacco, caffeine combined with optimal therapy is the best means of to reduce high blood pressure and target organ damage in hypertensive patients. So lowering blood pressure requires a combination of lifestyle modification and drug therapy, especially for those patients who are a little more complicated, like multiple coronary artery disease with target organ damage or clinical cardiovascular disease. So I'm not just throwing out the medications out of the window. There are a certain group of people who will still require drug therapy to maintain adequate blood pressure so that there is no further damage. But in addition to that, if they continue to do lifestyle changes, it will be a reduced dose or reduced amount of medication. 
So such lifestyle changes may prevent or delay the onset of high blood pressure and reduce blood pressure levels and will slow the progression of diseases in many of those patients who have already been diagnosed. In addition, the effect of antihypertensive drugs will be potentiated, so allowing fewer drugs and lower doses. Finally, there may be additive or synergistic improvements in cardiovascular risk factors including vascular function and health. So, patients with a blood pressure below 140-90 and who don't have target organ damage or coronary artery disease or cardiovascular disease may be initiated with lifestyle modification and a large percentage of actually essential hypertension patients are appropriate candidates for preliminary and prolonged lifestyle modification as long as the blood pressure is frequently evaluated and the clinical target organ damage, coronary artery disease, diabetes mellitus is absent and no significant risk factors are present at the time and do not develop later. So as many as 50 to 60% of essential hypertension patients are included in this classification. Optimal nutrition, antioxidant, vitamins, minerals, functional foods, nutraceutical supplements are effective therapies in these patients and provide excellent adjunctive treatments in patients taking hypertensive drugs. Lifestyle modification mentioned above should always be continued following initiation of drug therapy. So education, patient education is really, really important, which we do a lot here in functional medicine. The patient's nutritional analysis should be evaluated at baseline and all nutrients that are deficient should be restored to normal levels. So in our clinic, we use a test called a SpectraCell or NutriEval from Genova, which is a lymphocyte or white blood cell assay of numerous nutrients. Hypertension and oxidative stress in humans have a connection. So oxidative stress occurs when there is imbalance between production of reactive oxygen species in body and the antioxidant defense mechanism. It is thought that oxidative stress may contribute to the ideology of human hypertension and oxidative stress has been implicated in many hypertensive disorders including lead-induced hypertension. So you will find that when you have oxidative stress due to certain toxins like lead, excess of uremic hypertension, cyclosporine-induced hypertension, preeclampsia, other essential hypertension, diabetes, and the use of high refined carbohydrate diet, they all induce oxidative stress and they increase hypertension. So hypertension patients have an impaired endogenous and exogenous antioxidant defense mechanism. In addition, they have more oxidative stress and a greater than normal response to oxidative stress. So the proposed mechanism of reactive oxygen species in youth and in humans have been shown and hypertension humans have been shown an imbalance of vasodilators such as nitric oxide, vasoconstrictors such as angiotensin and reactive oxygen species contributes to the initiation and perpetuation of high blood pressure. So the complex nutrient gene interaction that could be also present, so poor nutrition coupled with obesity and sedentary lifestyle have resulted in exponential increase in nutritional related diseases in particular the high sodium potassium ratio low omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid to omega-6 fatty acid or you have an increased intake of saturated and trans fat that is commonly there in many of the diets have contributed to hypertension stroke coronary artery disease congestive heart failure high cholesterol diabetes mellitus renal disease so nutrient gene interaction which causes this uh, hypertension. Humans are genetically 
you know, they have been genetically coded to, to a pre-agricultural hunter-gatherer nutritional and exercise lifestyle that includes low sodium intake, less than 2 grams, high potassium more than 500 milli equivalent and a sodium-potassium ratio of actually less than 5 and less saturated fatty acid, less than 10% of the total calories from high omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acid and more monounsaturated fatty acid with a total fat intake of 20 to 25% of the total calories, high fiber of more than 50 grams daily, moderate amount of protein 30 to 35% and moderate amount of actually good quality carbohydrates, low glycemic index carbohydrates about 35% of the total calories and regular aerobic and strength exercises which are performed daily can be really helpful. Nutritionally related diseases such as diabetes, metabolic syndrome, hypertension, stroke have reached epidemic levels in the United States. And uh, nutrient and reactive oxygen species are a powerful influential factor to which the human genome is exposed. And these nutrients and the reactive oxygen species actually determine the amount of activity or specific proteins by functioning as a regulators of gene transcription. So they can modify your genes, your foods. Nutraceuticals and vitamins and antioxidant and minerals that are used in prevention and treatment of hypertension in our clinic. So the sodium, the average sodium intake is about 5,000 milligram in the United States per person per day. And some areas up to 15 to 20,000 milligrams per day. The minimum requirement we need is 500 milligrams per day. So the effect of sodium and the blood pressure is modulated by other components of the diet. Sodium chloride induced hypertension is increased by the low sodium potassium ratio and calcium and magnesium also help when you have a high potassium diet and particularly the DASH diet is rich in potassium. So the U.S. dietary intake of potassium is 45 milliequivalent per day and the sodium-potassium ratio is less than 1. So the recommended amount of potassium is 500 milliequivalent per day with sodium-potassium. Potassium and sodium ratio to less than 3 is to 1 or 5 is to 1. High potassium intake has been shown to reduce incidence of cardiovascular, cerebrovascular accidents independent of blood pressure reduction. So magnesium, a high intake of magnesium at least about 500 to 1000 milligrams a day reduces blood pressure in many of the clinical trials, but it has been less studied than the sodium and potassium. So magnesium also acts as a calcium channel blocker, which is one of the classes of the blood pressure medication, and it increases prostaglandin. Calcium supplementation in hypertensive patients found to reduce systolic blood pressure or the top number by 4.3 millimeters and the bottom number or diastolic blood pressure for 1.5. Protein's source is important in blood pressure. So animal protein is less effective than non-animal protein. However, lean wild animal protein are good, which have less saturated fat and more omega-3s and less of omega-6 can also reduce blood pressure. Sardine muscle protein has an ingredient which is tyrosine which significantly lowers your blood pressure and hypertensive so you could benefit by eating more sardines. What about the fats? The total intake of fat and also the type of fat that you're consuming is important. So you should take more of the polyunsaturated fat and the monounsaturated fat which includes omega-3, omega-6 and omega-9 
omega-3 and omega-6 are essential fatty acids, whereas omega-9 can be produced from the body. Then there are other nutrients which are very, very helpful in reducing blood pressure, which are of vitamin D, garlic, fiber, lycopene, vitamin B6, then alpha-lipoic acid, vitamin C. So they also have a direct or an indirect effect. And the Mediterranean diet is significantly good, especially if you have a lower carbohydrate intake. So in our clinic, we use a natural approach to lower blood pressure. That doesn't mean that if someone walks in with a blood pressure of 200 by 100, I'm not going to treat it. I'm going to treat it first, but I'm going to effectively start reducing the blood pressure by using my unique methodology, COPE, which is cellular detoxification, optimization of hormones, performance nutrition, and enhance mind mastery so that I can help that individual reduce the blood pressure by natural means. And once it starts to come down, then we can start cutting back on the medications. And some people who just walk in with a blood pressure of say about 140 or they are at the borderline, then I usually start with lifestyle modification and we follow a very, a very natural approach to re reducing blood pressure. So if you found this helpful, please like us and give us a good review. And if you are looking to reduce your blood pressure and you want some help and you feel that the medications may not be a good way of reducing blood pressure, then we can talk to you. You can book a strategy session with us. Go on our website and you can Anchor Wellness Center and you book a strategy session to see how we can help you with your blood pressure therapy. And that's all I have for you today. I'll talk to you again next week with another topic. Please send your questions to Dr. Mini at anchorwellnesscenter.com and share this with your friends and family and give us a review, a good one on iTunes. Take care. I'll talk to you again with another topic. Bye.